Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Let's start out this week's show talking about the LFF championship picture. We had a couple championship matches this week. We had a match for a future shot at a championship, potentially. And we had a new championship be introduced. I'll talk about the two championships that happened this week. The first, Monday night, the LFF Hardcore Championship was defended. The champion, Jeff McPeak, Pretty Boy Snow, took on the challenger, Chugonomics, Dom Buchter, using Big Daddy Buchter. I was under the impression that Kylan Buchter had the shot, but somehow, at some point, and I don't know when, that was changed to Dom Buchter. So it was Jeff McPeak versus Chugonomics, generally Wong versus Chugonomics, in a Psycho Steel Chain match, meaning both the Psycho Circus, not the Psycho Rules, the Psycho Circus stipulation was in play, and the Steel Chain stipulation was in play at the same time. This was about a 20-minute match that went all the way to Crowd Meter 2. In the end, Jeff McPeak wins. He is still the LFF Hardcore Champion. If you want to check this match out, it's currently on the twitch.tv slash srguniverse page. I would do so quickly because those matches only stay on. All those videos on that page only are available for about two weeks after the time they've occurred, and then they drop off. However, there is currently something in the works from Dizzy Derail, Dizzy LaPinta, to create a YouTube channel to host all of these videos for all these championship matches on that channel. It's right now, it's called the SRG Universe Super Show Chill Zone. There is a post on the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook from Dizzy linking to the SRG Universe Super Show Chill Zone. Again, that's the name of the channel. As of right now, there's only one video on the channel. There may be more added soon. That could be a future place to see big matches, championship matches, once they have left Twitch.tv. The other championship match we had this week did not get streamed anywhere. It was supposed to be streamed after the dojo, but due to unknown circumstances, it did not get streamed. It's a match for the Deep South Tag Team Championship. The champions going into the match, Kirk Polka and Shane Strickland. Kirk Polka using Officer Breezes, Shane Strickland using Deputy Dango. They're the Fashion Popos. Their opponents were the Dread Pirates of Texas, Simon Strauss and Norseman. This was the team where Norseman was able to get special permission to join and be part of the Deep South title scene because. He technically lives in the LFF Tri-State region. This match did not last long from what I understand. It ended at crowd meter zero. Shane Strickland hit his submission finish to take the victory at crowd meter zero. So Kirk Polka and Shane Strickland remain 
the Deep South Tag Team Champions. There was also a match that took place after Talk of the Universe last Wednesday night. This match was a result of Big Match Pete, who was the number one contender, the next challenger for Eddie Fury, the United States Champion. Big Match Pete declined his match, did not want to challenge Eddie Fury for that belt. So there was a match made at the end of Talk of the Universe. Jeff Phillips, Teru the Shogun, took on Dustin Garman. Jeff Phillips using Jay White, Dustin Garman using the true American guy, Gregory Patrick Scott. This was a very short and very lopsided match with Jeff Phillips walking away as the winner. Now, he's not the number one contender. What his actual contender status for the United States Championship is, is yet to be determined. But winning this match put him in the mix for the United States Championship. Those were all of the matches from this past week regarding championships. Now, we did have Jeremy Steigerwald, the general manager of the Play Pure Championship, come out Wednesday night during Talk of the Universe and describe what the Play Pure Championship will be. It's going to be different than most of the other championships. It's going to be, in his words, more like the G1 Climax or the King of the Ring tournaments from New Japan Pro Wrestling and WWE, respectively. The Play Pure Champion will always be determined in a tournament or tournament like structure. This will happen approximately two to four times a year. The rules of Play Pure matches will be no entrances, no spectacles. No skill requirement cards. There will always be disqualifications in the match, regardless of the stipulation. So, for example, steel cage stipulation says no disqualifications. If you get thrown in a steel cage match in the Play Pure Championship tournament, you can be disqualified. There are never countouts. You cannot win a match by countout in the Play Pure Championship Tournament. You must win by pinfall, submission, via disqualification, or special finish where applicable. No countouts. The winner of the Play Pure Championship Tournament becomes the Play Pure Champion, and they remain that champion until the next tournament. If they cannot be in the next tournament, they vacate the championship, and the winner of that tournament becomes the next champion. If they are in the championship tournament, they will get to use an entrance card. The only player allowed to use an entrance card for the Play Pure Championship. What that entrance card will be, what it will grant the champion, we don't know. All we know is that the champion, if they're in the Play Pure Championship tournament, will be able to use that Play Pure Championship entrance card for that tournament. The first Play Pure Championship tournament has been announced for Captain Con. Captain Con is the next big convention that SRG Universe will be at. It's also where the SRG Awards show will take place. 
Captain Khan will be in Warwick, Rhode Island, February 4th through February 6th of this year. Badges, registration, all that is currently open if you're interested in going. You will need to bring either proof of vaccination or proof of a negative COVID test if you want to attend. Speaking of upcoming events, prior to Captain Con, there are two big in-person events coming up next weekend. One of them at Highlander Games in Boonton, New Jersey, Rumble to Rumble 4. The other at TFD Comics and Games in Alpharetta, Georgia, Rising Stars, Creating Cards. To briefly recap, Rumble to Rumble 4 is a create-a-competitor tournament followed by a sealed payoff pack grand battle. Tickets are currently available on supershowthegame.com under the event section, not the online event section, the event section. There are two options for tickets, one option for the create-a-competitor tournament alone, one for that tournament as well as grand battle 11 a.m start time 10 p.m signups open the stipulations in the top cut are listed on the supershowthegame.com post as well as the list of booked competitors so if you want to see both of those check out the listing on supershowthegame.com that event is of course scheduled for january 29th the other event scheduled for January 30th is the Rising Stars Creating Cards event. This is a create a card tournament being put on by ACCW. There's just one ticket available there. There are sign-up promos. They do have the stipulations listed as well as the competitors that are booked. You cannot play in this tournament. The venue opens up at noon and then the Actual start time will depend on player arrival times, but noon is when the store opens, when people can start coming in to get ready for the tournament. Again, if you want more in-depth information about that, check out the entry where you can buy your ticket on supershowthegame.com. Again, under the event section, not the online event section. There are two different sections for that. One for online tournaments only, one for in-person live events. The next story that I'm going to want to talk about is the ongoing 2021 Create a Competitor competition. Last week, we had the match, match number two in the first round of the CCC. The four competitors in the match were Time Bomb Tim, created by Tim Creaser. The Plant-Based Bruiser, created by Scott Mulholland. Peppy Pepper, created by Joshua Bryan. And The Master Strategist, created by Micah Swafford. The winner, Time Bomb Tim. Time Bomb Tim wins the second match of the 2021 CCC. Congratulations to him. He joins JAC as the two winners that we know for sure going on to round two. The participants in match number three have been announced. Those participants are 
Harvey Lester, created by Greg Shockley. Hank the Tank, created by Hank Mulholland. Johnny Korea, created by Brian Lee. And Fotista, created by Brock Carson. We are currently in the promo week for these competitors. They have pretty much the next seven days, Wednesday to Wednesday, to get people hyped up for the match because on January 26th, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, match number three will go live. People can vote once an hour, every hour, for the competitor of their choice, and that will run for 48 hours from 10 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday night, the 26th, to 10 p.m. Eastern, Friday night, the 28th. Make your choices. So far, I have seen promos from Johnny Korea and Fautista. I'm still waiting to see things from Hank the Tank or Harvey Lester. Hopefully they'll start posting promos and building up a fan base to make an exciting match for match three. Again, they have until Wednesday the match goes live and then two days to get as many votes as they can. Those are pretty much the big stories for this week outside of the previous matches from this past week, the online matches. So let me go ahead and talk about the online matches from last week. We have Monday night, the Monday night proving ground. This week we had the strong style stipulation proving ground. This is essentially a submission match, but you replace the word submission with the word strike. So just going from memory, in a submission match, when you hit a submission, you draw one card. When you roll submission, you shuffle one card from your discard pile back into your deck. And only the submission finish triggers a finish roll. I believe that in this case, all those things happen when you either hit or roll strike. I could be wrong. I apologize if I am. I'm just going from memory. But that's the gist of it. The top four in this strong style proving ground were in fourth place, Sean Loeb playing as the collector Sean Loeb. In third place, the cannoli Anthony Perry as Highwater, the flip version of Highwater. In second place, Jeremy Steigerwald as Okada. And the winner, Bob Dunn as Big Bad Bobby D. This was a 21-player tournament. They ended up cutting to a top eight, which I think is unusual. I think they normally only cut to a top four. So I think cutting to a top eight is unusual. From what I understand, because of this win, Bob Dunn will get a shot at a membership ring. I could be wrong on that, but I believe that the SRG boss announced that winning Proving Ground tournaments will, as of right now, get you shots at membership rings. The stipulation for the next week's match, which is, as I'm recording this, January 23rd, it's the match on the 24th, so tomorrow, but the next Proving Ground match, the stipulation as chosen by Swaggy D and the Dread Pirate Tech Support, is going to be the nursery time match stipulation. In that stipulation, whenever you play a card with head, shoulder, knee, or toe in the name, you draw one card. Whenever you play a card with eye, ear, mouth, 
or no in the name, you may re-roll your next turn roll. There are disqualifications and countouts in this stipulation. There's also a special win condition with the stipulation. If you have cards in play with all eight of those keywords, so if you have cards in play with head, shoulder, knee, toe, eye, ear, mouth, and no in play, you presumably win the match right then and there. This is actually quite interesting because if you can manage to get cards that have multiple keywords in the name and play, you could win with, you know, I'm not sure how this would you know sort out, but you could win with half a dozen cards in play, maybe less. That could be a very, very strong win condition. I have not actually looked into it and done a deep dive, but I would be curious to see what people come up with for this stipulation. It seems like it could be a very interesting one. That's Monday night. Again, congratulations to Bob Dunn. Tuesday night, there's the dojo. The most notable thing from the dojo, because the dojo tournament has ended, is that the Mad Custodian was on as one of the participants. The Mad Custodian, known for dropping a few expletives here and there, the expletive count, the custodial count, as they were calling it, ended up being 23. That's quite a lot. At $5 a word, that's $115. That's a bigger fine than I'd ever want to pay. With that being said, let's move on to Thursday night. We have, once again, Chibi's Thursday night fights. This was Seat of Power Season 2, Tournament Number 8. From what Chibi said, this is the last tournament in the Seat of Power Season 2. Nothing was said about when Season 3 might kick off, although from what I gathered from listening to Chibi on Talk of the Universe last week, it sounded like it might be a year. That seems like a long time, but that's all the information I have as of right now. So let's talk about this tournament. There were 24 players, broken up into four groups of six in the group stage, with the top two from each group advancing. This gave us eight in the top cut, so the top cut just went quarterfinals to semifinals to finals. In the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were using the Beast Unchained stipulation. In the semifinal round, all of the matches were using the Liger's Den stipulation. And in the final round, which includes both the finals match and the third place match, the Raven's Blood Cemetery stipulation was used. In fourth place, playing as the Magnificent Mr. Ray, the Italian Mombata. In third place, playing as Will Osprey, Alec Ventresca. In second place, playing as Candyman Dan, Candyman Dan himself, and the winner, playing as Dr. Jake Hill, the creator of Dr. Jake Hill, Bob Dunn. Bob Dunn wins two of the three online tournaments this week. Congratulations to him. Friday night, there is a pop-up event. Hold the Line Harry hosted an Iron Man street fight match. Called an Iron Man street match on Facebook because Facebook doesn't like the word fight for some reason. 
there were 12 players in this Iron Man Street Fight tournament. They were divided up into groups of three. The winner of each group advanced, and there was also a fourth player making a top cut via a wild card selection. The top four were in fourth place using the new version of Snake Pit, the rookie version of Snake Pit, the SRG BOSS Steve Rask. In third place, using the flip version of Smiley, the Penguin Taylor Schwab. In second place, using L.A. Park, John Taylor, and the winner, using the original Snake Pit, Chris Pate. Congratulations to Chris Pate for his victory. Honorable mention here goes to Jeremy Steigerwald, who narrowly missed making the wild card selection. He was almost the wild card using El Lama and Mascarada Senor. As far as online events coming up for next week, nothing has been posted on supershowthegame.com so far, but we know there's going to be a proving ground Monday night. That's been announced. I don't know what's going on Thursday, but look for a tournament Thursday and, as always, Dojo Tuesday night. That is pretty much going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I want to mention two things. One, there had been an in-person event announced at Alternate Universes in East Norton, Pennsylvania, the Year of the Phoenix event. That event, unfortunately, did not take place. The other thing I want to mention is this. A member of the New England Super Show uh, play group Somebody that I never met, a gentleman named Cameron DaCosta, a.k.a. Fast Hands Cam, apparently passed away recently. I, again, didn't know him, but I know a lot of the players up in the New England area did. And so my condolences to everybody who lost him as a friend, as a loved one. And so just, again, my condolences to everyone who's in mourning for the loss of Mr. Cameron DaCosta. That is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.